0: The Chicago Bulls lose their second overall Summer League game, losing their first in-Summer League play, and now many people are continuing to be worried about Dalen Terry after seeing his up-and-down play in Summer League. Julian Phillips finally signs his rookie deal. We're going to talk about those things, plus dive into the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on Bulls fans welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related I'm your host here Hayes and right off the top you can follow the show at Bulls Central pod on every social media platform that we happen to be on but let's go ahead and jump into the content for today first up the Bulls lose their second overall playing sorry summer league game not playing game summer league game and uh and it's, you know, Dalen Terry continues to show some positive flashes, but that shooting has not been an overall good thing for Dalen Terry in the Summer League, and it has prompted to, for a lot of Bulls fans to be concerned about Daylen. I We didn't get to see any, really, of Dalen in anything meaningful last season outside of a couple of games. And, uh, you know, Bulls fans are really looking at Dalen, hoping that he's going to earn a role this season. And, you know, Summer League was kind of the first step to that. And when you look at Dalen Terry, the, the numbers themselves look good. 17 points. Three assists, two rebounds, two steals. Um, so, solid points when you just look at it in that vacuum. But he was five of twenty-one shooting for twenty-three percent overall. The three-point shooting, not terribly bad, but not anything exciting either. He goes three of nine for thirty-three percent overall from the field. There, four of six from free throw. But Dalen Terry, one thing that you'll that you can tell with Dalen Terry is that he needs to go through the mistakes. That's just it, and that is what has hurt a lot of our young players is they have not been able to go through the mistakes and Dalen needs to go through that in summer league. He's gonna to need to go through that in preseason. Hell he's gonna to need to go through that when the regular season and the lights are on on the big stage. You have to go through mistakes. It's called growing pains for a reason. And Dalen, and that's the one thing you know, with this team and, and player development, like yes, there's a lot of the, of the development that's done in practice. There's a lot of development that's done in the off season. There's a lot of development done that we don't see. But you need to go through those game reps to get those developmental reps at the NBA level so you can acclimate to the, to the speed of the game, to the strength of the game, to those type of things. And with everything that Dalen's going through now in Summer League, yes, he needs to go through those mistakes. He's going to have to go through those mistakes as well at the NBA level. That's just what it boils down to. You cannot consistently expect every player to develop if they're not getting those reps. And that's what this has really been about for Dalen Terry. Not to make an excuse for it or anything like that. He's—you uh, can tell—they—he has the green light to do almost anything he wants. In the first uh, uh summer league game, he was—they used him as a point guard that had some mixed results as well. This game, he almost shot it—you uh, know—in uh, uh, in most of the first possessions in the game, went through those grown pains as well. But the things that we knew about Dalen, right—the defense is there. We heard about after the first summer league game how he asked to draw the 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 bigger defensive assignment, right? Daylon Terry's defense and energy are going to be things that get him on the court in transition, especially coming off the bench. That scoring, he's going to have to work himself into rhythm with that. And we actually have a voicemail on that a little bit later. That we're going to, I'm going to dive into that a little bit more. But I think we're we're seeing what from Daylon, what we're noticing from this. We're going to take anything away from it, good and or bad, right? And I've said it on yesterday's episode as well. You can only take so much out of summer league play because of the nature of the type of game it is. But I do want to be clear here. There is reason for concern as well. There just is a player coming out of their first year in the NBA, you know, being on an NBA team, going through the NBA uh, workouts and still practicing with team. You expect them to kind of come in with a little bit more poise. Yes, he was one of the least played rookies at his draft position in NBA history. I think he was the least played rookie at number 18 overall in NBA history. But the game still has to slow down to him. And one thing that we're noticing is that if Dalen Terry is going to make a name for himself initially, especially on a, on a team with Billy Bubblegum Donovan, it's going to have to be defensively. That is where he's going to have to make his name for himself and let the other things come to him. Earn those reps. Earn that those assignments. Right. So we'll see if Dalen can do it. I'm not overall down. I told you guys, not too high or too down on what anything does, anybody does in NBA summer league. Right. And even that even goes to like a Javon Freeman Liberty who had a big game like. I'm not too high on it. It's Summer League. Yes, he's scoring, but I don't, Summer League scoring points ain't going to mean nothing to me. But, I mean, he did look good in it. 9-15 from the field. He leads the team of scoring in 24 points. Also chips in six rebounds, five assists. Javon Freeman-Liberty looks good. But it's Summer League good. So, you know, while I would like to see him get a camp invite, while I would like to see him on the Windy City Bulls, I'm not going to make the knee-jerk reaction to say, oh, we need to get this guy on the roster now because it's still Summer League, no matter how bad or how good you look. It's still Summer League. Nate Darling looks pretty good as well in this one. Uh, uh, Julian, not Julian Phillips, um, Henry Drell didn't look as good in this one. He didn't get as many opportunities. Only six shots. He was one for six um, in this game as well. Jonte Porter goes three to three, seven points. He didn't get a lot of minutes, only 14 from him in this game. Um, so, you know, overall, you know, it, it's still, Summer League is still fun. It's, it's fun to watch. It's fun to take in. Uh, if you have the right mindset for it, right? I'm not looking for you know a player to show me that they're that they're the next up in summer league per se, but you know it is what it is. Now, with that said, Julian Phillips did officially sign his rookie scale deal. He actually played in this game. We had a scary moment where uh, Justin Lewis looks like he twisted his ankle. Uh, shouldn't be anything too serious. So you know anybody who's worrying that he is going to suffer another you know see uh, serious injury like he suffered last year, you know in practice before you know he even really got a chance to play at the G League level, uh, but Julian Phillips, 24 minutes in this game, he chips in four rebounds in this game, nothing really, to, to, only two points scoring-wise, one block as well, but one thing that you did notice from this, that dude is athletic, and he, uh, listen, I know he's, what, six nine, I think, but he looks a lot longer than that, at least he uses his, well, that's what she said, whoa, um, but, uh, you know, just... But uh, show, show, show me some things, right? I want to see it how it goes, especially if Justin Lewis is going to be down. I'm sure Julian Phillips may get that start in that next game. Um, but I'm glad that he signed that rookie deal. I'm glad he's actually playing. The Bulls can get him, get to take a look at him. Uh, like I said before, if he does, if he is going to get a chance at the NBA level, I, I, I think it's going to come via his defense. His defense is going to have to be on point for him to really get in those games. We'll ultimately see uh, if he does get that. Now, the Bulls still have yet to get their disabled player exception, as I say it right for the first time, probably since I started talking about the DPE. Uh, but, uh, you know, since uh, still hasn't been improved. Um, and, you know, we'll see what the Bulls do with it. Like I said, it, it's still a highly likely scenario that the Bulls may not even use that into the trade deadline. But I know a lot of Bulls fans are asking that. As well as Orlop Bittum, here's what I'll say. Uh, he is not on the summer league team. It uh, does not mean that he still may not be on the team. Uh, it may Listen, I, the guy's a pro. The, the Bulls very well may say, we don't need to look at you in Summer League. I know it was kind of expected and initially when the rumor came out that uh, he may be on this Summer League roster. I've been seeing a lot of you guys ask about it, but you know, he's not on it. We'll see what happens. Uh, and it may very well may be that maybe he isn't in, even on a two-way contract. Maybe it ends up being an actual contract with the rest of the mid-level exception that we have. There's a lot of questions around that. Um, we'll see what happens with, what, what bits him. Uh, I, 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 you know, I like this tape. I like what we saw in him. I like his potential, especially as somebody who can, you know, put the ball on the floor, score and stretch the floor, but we ultimately see, I, I just wanted to give you that update. I saw a lot of you guys ask about it in the last, uh, you know, 24 hours or so, but let's go ahead and get into the mailbag. It's the weekend. So, you know, this episode is mainly built around your voicemails. Let's get into this first one. This one's from KB.
1: What's up? Hayes? KB, man.
0: How you doing? Hope
1: everything is well. I got a chance to check out the summer league game yesterday, finally. I like what I saw. Um, a couple of players have stood out to me. I liked it. Porter, Michael Porter Jr.'s brother. I liked it. Him as a power forward. Um, he needs some brushing up, of course. I liked it. That little point guard, Santos. he looked real good. Um, I see Dalen Terry coming along. I think point guard, it was win championships me i think that's the way to go is to get it i think we need another point guard i whatever i think we all we keep the samples around and porter jr um i hope billy don't do that um you know not playing his players this season we'll see that's what he's used to doing but anyway i just want to get that in right quick thanks for the time peace
0: jontae porter is absolutely he was a standout in that first game not so much the second game but I, I did, do think he was a standout, and we may be seeing our Windy City Bulls in the G League next season. And by the way, as I mentioned that, I've been kicking around an idea, right? And for those that are still around, I want to ask you guys this. How would you feel about weekly updates on G League? Now, I'm not going to do, like, any post-game shows, anything like that for G League games, but I know not everyone really gets to watch the G League, so I think I may, you know, add in, like, a G League report um, and, and maybe make that, like, an exclusive episode, like, maybe – midday Sundays or something like that, where I kind of go over the last week of G League, kind of standouts, things like that, show some highlights. Let me know what you guys think. I always say we're the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls, but I have pretty much left out Windy City Bulls coverage since I started the platform. Let me know what you guys think about that. But uh, continue with this voicemail. Yeah, Jante Porter has definitely stood out in Summer League. And overall, kind of the thoughts from Summer League, a lot of the players have shown some skill in I really do hope, and my biggest thought process, even behind the question I just asked about having the G League report, is that I really hope that as we put a priority on player development, that the Bulls really start using their G League team as a developmental system. I mean, we've kind of seen. It It hasn't been successful. We saw it with Marco, right? Uh, I think that was the plan for Justin Lewis. Uh, Maybe the plan for Adama Sinago as well. And, you know, just, you know, other acquisitions that the Bulls make, and maybe even if they can turn, right? If the Bulls can turn their G League affiliate into a development system where you're developing role players, right? A player that may actually be able to play a role for the actual Chicago Bulls for one to two seasons or whatever else, that you get the most value out of that, right? That's how, like, Alice Caruso came up, things like that. So, you know, just let me know. It's a thought I'm kicking around. Let me know what you guys think on that. But, yeah, Summer League play has been pretty cool. Let's get into the next one. This one's from Noble.
1: What's up, Hayes? This is Noble, man. I'm not even sure if this is on topic, but uh, I love me some Ayo DeSumo, and I hope we don't get rid of him before we develop him. I think that cat has a lot in the bag to be discovered, and I do believe that if we let him go, we'll see him somewhere like in Toronto, shining in their development program, looking good. You know, I think we should think twice about letting that guy go, you know, and it does help that he's a Chicago product. But, man, hey, love the show. Peace
0: out. Io DeSumo. Actually, the next couple of voicemails are on Io Sumo And here's what I'll say about Io. I still like uh, Io. I, we, we, like, to, to the point, we can't let him go before we develop him. And, you know, I, I mentioned something the other day. I had a video on the Toronto Raptors reportedly being interested. And a Raptors fan actually commented on it and, you know, was singing praises of the Raptors' development system and named a player and this player and that player. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And I wish we had that to say here about the Chicago Bulls, right? I really wish that we had a developmental system where we can say, hey, listen, it's cool. They got some things that are wrong, but we're going to develop, and we can trust that. We don't have that. We don't trust this team to develop a goddamn thing, and that's scary. But I would assume we absolutely still has potential. And I think as free agency goes on, especially as you're looking, looking to fill out your roster and your bench, uh, yeah, you know, Io still has that, um, and especially defensively. And I would still say as somebody who watched him in college, he still has a lot of, a lot of offensive upside as well. It's just, are we using the best of that offensive skill set, right? We'll see, man. I, I hope Io stays here. It has to be on the right deal. And like I said uh, before, it's it's a very high probability that he stays here, but it's on the one-year qualifying offer. And then at that point, he's an unrestricted free agent next offseason. And I don't know if I necessarily see the Bulls retaining him if he hits the, the true open market, especially if he gets a chance to shine next season. So we'll ultimately see what that means. But let's get into this next voicemail. This one's also on Io. It's from the 630.
2: Hey, what's up, Hayes? So I wanted to run this by you, something I was thinking about. So it's been a lot of um, talks. Uh, it's two things I was thinking about. It's been a lot of talks about Io DeSumo and, you know, other teams reaching out, other teams interested in him, like uh, the Raptors, right? And the Bulls, I guess, match that offer sheet. If they don't match the offer sheet, I I believe he can, like, go to another team or the Raptors trying to pursue Io, right? And it's a lot of Bulls fans saying, I mean, Io had a down year. Um, you know, we could get some some fans like, hey, we should just, you know, trade him and let him walk or whatever. Or let him go.
0: Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to twenty five thousand dollars or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to one thousand dollars. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide. Who to put your money on? The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today.
2: Because I O could decide the walk. But my thing is, I think we need to step back and really realize, like, okay, I O had a down year, right? And a lot of people, are like, hey, Kobe actually performed good. I'm of to mindset, like, I really think that I O actually has more potential than Kobe, because if you think about it. Ayo made all-rookie second team his first year. Kobe didn't do anything like that. I mean, I know he had some injuries, but look at the potential that his defense is better, and obviously he got to improve his, like, you know, kind of, um, reestablish itself next year. But I think that's one issue. I don't think they should get rid of IO. I actually think IO is a more reliable piece going forward than Kobe because IO was starting at one point. I mean, I know Kobe started, but Kobe is to, is like a bench player. And I think the other issue is when it comes to like our ah, player development, as much as I love DeMar, I think that I don't think the Bulls should ultimately resign him because I think that he basically him being on the team hinders the player development. Like, it hinders what we want to get Patrick Williams to. We want Patrick Williams to – most people want him to live up to the fourth overall pick. The potential is there, but I think that, like, in order for, like, like some – like, I think T-Mac was once saying, like – uh, not T-Mac. Amon Shumper once said, like, when it comes to young players, if you want them to be, like, get their confidence there, you got to put them in a position to where, like, I can go out there, I can get 20 shots a game, okay, my confidence there. And you keep building it but the issue is, is if all the if if most of the offense predicated through our two ball dominant guards then like how are we going to see the development from i from iop will and Daylan and all our other young players i don't know i just think that we should keep io i think we shouldn't get rid of him i think that they're gonna to have to like retract demar's offense so other players can get maximized but
0: um, or they potential can get maximized and we can see some development. Let me know what you think, Hayes. Who has more potential, I.O. or Kobe White? This is a question that if you asked me at the end of last season, I would have had a different answer. If you asked me in the middle of last season, I would have had a different answer. If you asked me now and then asked me two weeks from now, it may it may be a different answer because they both have tremendous upside. I think when you look at Kobe, he has the upside, especially scoring-wise and what he's already shown as far as growth defensively, That that type of player gets paid. I think ultimately what we know and see in the in the NBA, and I'm not saying I agree with this. I'm just, I'm just analyzing what we see. If you are a great defensive player, teams feel like they can replace you. And I don't know how correct that is anymore, but you even look like Alex Grusso. The Lakers really thought that they were going to be able to uh, just replace him. That's why they let him walk away. And then some could say that maybe they eventually did what Austin Reeves, but you see they now paid Austin Reeves. But I think what we're seeing in the NBA, not to you know, to to say the defense doesn't matter because it absolutely does. I'm a defense guy. I love people who are dogs defensively. I like how they go out and 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 go about their business. I love seeing people who make their name on the defensive side of the ball. But I think what we're seeing in the NBA is that if you are a defensive player that has some offensive potential, the NBA teams look at you and say, we can find another tough defender. But this guy who has the potential to go off for 20 points, we don't know if we can find that. Let's go ahead and give that guy the money. And I think that's maybe what Iowa seeing and experiencing now, as far as the bigger upside overall, man, it's tough. I, I want to give you give you a straight answer on that one. I would probably still say Kobe and potentially for me, because of, yes, the scoring, what he's shown defensively, I actually think that that gap between them defensively is closed enough to where, you know, Iowa's still the much better defender and projects to be the much better defender over his career. But I think that gap in what we saw from Kobe, if that's going to be sustained. When you pair that with the offensive upside, when you pair that also with, with the passing ability, the ability to get to the rim, I think I have to go Kobe right now. But that does not mean that I'm, like, saying that Io has no absolute potential at all. That is not what I'm saying. I just I just kind of, I guess I'm leaning towards Kobe right now, and it may be recency bias. I can agree. I can admit to that. But I think I would have to lean towards Kobe right now. Um, now, as far as the, the uh, player development on this team, like, absolutely. There's, there's no question about that. There's no rhyme, reason, excuses. Our player development has sucked the last five to six years and that includes the Jim Boylan era right it has not been good we brought in a head of player development it's going to be a couple of years before we really see if that works I think some you know Bulls fans may have the hope that we're going to see that immediately and you know we're going to see oh Dalen's going to now come in with an improved shot because we got uh, we got Peter Patton as our head of player development it could take a minute before we start seeing the rewards of that but to see the rewards it means that you have to keep and invest in the young players that you have now so that we can see how the development works over a season, two seasons, things like that. So let's hope that our player development is something that we can eventually start boasting about because right now, no, it's lacking big time. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Matt.
3: Yo, hey, what's going on, man? It's Matt, uh, 847. Um, man, I don't think I've called in since the draft. Just wanted to say, man, keep going crazy. Um you know, watch all the draft coverage, watch all the pods. I also seen you on CHGO. Super dope. They're actually the ones that, uh, kind of put me on with you and Pat. And I've been watching them, man. You guys pretty much daily, you know, ever since you took over, uh, lockdown and everything with both. So, man, just keep it going, man. I see you guys on the, on the homepage You're going crazy, but I'm calling in, man, to actually just kind of get your opinion on something, you know, I have a question kind of for you here. Um, I was, uh, you know, taking part in, uh, like Daniel Greenberg's, uh, Twitter spaces. He let me on there, to talk for a little bit, uh, just kind of listening to a bunch of stuff. Um, it's all about our today's call is kind of all about IO, man. I think, uh, the way it's looking right now, as much as I would love IO to be back and, you know, I, I don't know where his, 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 uh, playing time is really going to get carved out. I think there's a lot of people, especially like when I was, like I said, on Daniel Greenberg's Twitter spaces. Everyone was talking about it, putting their questions in. Everyone's saying, you know, they think it's I.O.'s job to lose or it's Ayo needs to go. And, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of stuck in the middle. Um, but I do see what people are saying when they say he has to go because it kind of seems like he's the only guy out of our guards that kind of has to prove it still. Kobe just got paid like he sort of proved it. Obviously, Zach. Javon Carter, we just paid because he's proved some things over on like a championship level team. Alex Caruso's proofs proved some things. And, you know, it's like, where's Io's playing time going to come? Even if, you know, Caruso has another 40 to 50-game season that he plays in, that doesn't seem like there's going to be much room for Iowa with Kobe, Javon Carter, maybe Caruso, maybe even Carly Jones. I don't think we've got the news on him yet. I mean, you know, I don't know. And I was wondering what you thought about that. And then uh, to kind of, you know, finish it out, what do you put as the Bulls projected – Starting five on opening night. I know it's early, but I think it's kind of interesting at this point in the offseason. The way they gave Io the job last year over Kobe, because Lonzo was out, I could see Billy Donovan maybe go in Javon Carter. You get the guy that can play the defense, which is why he put Io in, and he can shoot better, which is what you're waiting for Io to develop with. Um, Then, obviously, you go Zach, DeMar, you got Bucci at the five, and then the four is probably the other question. You go Pat, has has Pat Williams earned it? You would go Caruso. Opening night, keep it small, or maybe even Torrey Craig now, you know, someone who's kind of proven that he can do it on pretty good teams. He can be that role player that can stretch the floor a little bit with your main three. Uh, what, what would you have to, you know, say is that starting five opening day? Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Hey, take care, man.
0: Is Io DeSumo redundant? I would say yes and no to a degree, right? As long as you have Alice Caruso and what he's able to do defensively at that guard position, and you add Javon Carter, who's a defensive dog as well, there's enough to say that. But both those players are older players. Alice Caruso isn't much old, but they they're they're older players. Io is four years younger than Javon Carter. And so because of that, I don't necessarily think it's redundant. And also I want to add into the fact that we know Alice Caruso can guard ones, twos, and threes and some smaller fours. And because of that, it could get Io minutes just because you can play a lineup of Kobe, Io, and and Alice Caruso coming off that bench, right, with Torrey Craig as your four. And you can, I could see the Bulls absolutely running with that now. Dalen Terry's growth may, absolutely is maybe the one, the, the the player that really answers that question. Because if Dalen Terry is ready defensively, we already talked about offensively. It's going to be a while before that game slows down for him. But if Dalen Terry is ready defensively and how versatile he can be defensively, guarding ones, twos, and threes as well then that's where we start getting to maybe Io Desumu is redundant. And that may be the question that the Chicago Bulls are asking themselves right now as well, right? Is Daylon going to be ready? They may be reviewing what they saw from him, working out. They may wait, you know, by, well, Io would have to be signed by training camp. But that may be the question that the Bulls are asking. We have Alex. We have Caruso, I should say. We have Carter now. We, Kobe White has made leaps defensively if Dalen Terry also is coming in defensively and they and they feel like he's ready to go and guard players right now and give them something that's where you may get into the area where the Bulls right or wrong may look at Ildusumu being a a redundant piece that's what i'll say now you have some Bulls fans that also say Alex Caruso is redundant don't agree with that but you know that's the kind of the question there where will the playing time come from i think i answer that in the in the fact of because you can play Kobe Caruso in multiple different positions and I/O to that matter, there could absolutely be be with that. Now, as far as starting five on opening night, I've been I've been vocal about this: Javon Carter, uh, Zach Levine, Demar Derozan, Patrick Williams, and Nikola Vucevic. That's what I think the starting five is going to be. Uh, it, it could be uh, Kobe instead of Javon Carter, absolutely, uh, and we'll end up seeing. Him. But that's kind of the starting five I'm expected to go with, much like for the reasons that you that you gave. You need a defender who doesn't necessarily need a bunch of shots. I think when you're having Demar and Zach out there. And because of that, I think Javon Carter fits that bill and you allow Kobe White to really come off the bench and just do everything that he can do and really have the ball in his hands even more by him coming in, in the in the six-man role. So that's what I think we'll see. All right, let's get into this last voicemail for the day. This one is from Michael Korn. Hey,
4: hey, what's up? Michael Korn here. Uh, I actually caught your show on um, Bleacher Report today. Uh, good to see you there. Um, I would like ball, ball. I like how you analyze this game and everything. Um but this figure wouldn't it be someone you would throw on like Chet Holmgren or Wemby or so just thing like body type if that would account for anything. But I love what you said and you may have coined a new phrase. You uh you know, said that, like yeah, you have to consider like Billy Donovan and you said uh the Billy Donovan of it all. So I loved it. Um Minute just I, I did see him play once, uh seventy six Houston game. Uh, before the game, I went down to court side uh, just to see how tall this man was. I swear uh, his waist was probably, you know, uh, taller than me. And, uh, anyways, uh, uh love the show. Uh, have a good week. I hope the Bulls sign I as well. Uh, call me a homer. But uh, I think you, you uh, keep them. and you never know if someone goes down,
0: he's good to have on the bench. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Now, uh, Michael, I don't know if you meant – Bowl, bowl, or Manute, Manute Bull, uh, bowl in that one? Like, either way, both extremely tall individuals. But if you were talking about his father, hey, listen, I can only imagine. I see the tape of this guy, and it's just he looks like he's ridiculously tall. Now, as far as the Billy Donovan of it all, here's what I'll say. It, it, it's a big part of it. Like, the Billy Donovan part of this roster, when you look at anything, how players are going to be used, utilized, uh, adjustments, everything, it really comes down to, yes, we have added players that help the Bulls in the margin areas. But do we trust Billy Donovan to use them to help in that area? That's one of the biggest questions. And I guess ultimately we'll see. We'll see open night. We'll see over the course of the season. Billy is here for a long time. Not a good time, unfortunately, it seems like for Bulls fans, but he's going to be here for a long time. And ultimately, we'll see, man. We'll see. And I would think that Billy Donovan will also want to use players better because that would that would lengthen his time here at the Bulls. If you have a Dalen Terry develop under you, you have a Patrick Williams hit their their ceiling uh, 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 while you're the coach here. It really helps out the coach as well. Let's see if they can get the most out of it, man. But that's it. That's my time for today. I'll have another video up today, later on today, on um, Javante Green, actually. So make sure you guys stay tuned in for that. But that's my time. Make sure you follow the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns bullsintrapod.gmail.com. Lastly, we will leave a text message and our voicemail. You can do so at 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys and like liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace.
2: This has been a presentation of the Break, Break Media. Media.